Hi, I'm Madison. I'm 24 years old, and I don't know how parking garages work. Hi, I'm Sydney, and they call me the Bone Collector. And welcome to I'll Tell oh. You You <laughs> in the Car. In the Car. I'll tell you in the car. Sydney, what does I'll tell you in the car mean? All right, so I'm sure everyone's been in this situation. You're in mixed company. You're at your mother-in-law's. You're at a lecture that's not particularly going well. You're in a customer service job. You can't say something in front of a customer. So you shoot eyes at your best friend. And they give you a puzzled look. They're not picking up what you're putting down. They're not getting it. But what you say is, I'll tell you in the car. But it's also, it's. I want to say this too. It's not always a bad thing. You're not always saying something rude about someone else. And this podcast won't be us saying something rude about someone else every time. <laughs> sometimes. It's just weird stuff that you don't want to say in front of someone else. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's tangential. It's not really key to the conversation that you're having at the time. So you, it's like, oh, I'll tell you in the car. Yeah. Or like, after we get this banging iced coffee, let's go look at ghosts. Maybe I don't want the barista to know that we're going to go hang out in cemeteries and graveyards for the rest of our Sunday. So that's what this I'll tell you in the car is about. I think we should uh, first cover our crybaby bridge story because... We also met Mothman one time together on one of these wild adventures. Same occasion. Same occasion. We were, were we at the coffee shop? I feel like it was one of those Sunday afternoons where you and I were just trying to figure out literally anything to do. Like half of the city is closed on Sundays here in the South. And so I think our typical Sundays went, let's get nice coffee. Let's find a thrift store to walk around in. Maybe, if they were even open. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know if their stores were open on Sundays. Goodwill is the only one that would be open on Sundays. And then, like, point three was, like, find something creepy to go look at. Yeah. <laughs> Stand there sipping iced coffee. <laughs> with a gently used sweater in my other hand. <laughs> so, uh, I think it was, I think we were sitting in the coffee shop and we, Crybaby Branch came up. Uh, something that, okay, we know it's close in the area. We've heard that there's one. Because there are a million of these things. Like, if you look this up on Wikipedia, Crybaby Ridge is a pretty important piece of folklore throughout the United States. Like, just looking at some of the top states where there is a specific Crybaby Bridge, there's Virginia, there's Kentucky, Ohio has multiple, Texas has multiple, Maryland, Utah. Like, they're just crying babies all over the United States. I'm one of those babies. <laughs> crying on bridges. <laughs> I'm one of those babies crying in the United States. Ooh, we all are. I wonder how close I am to these Ohio ones. Yaga County is pretty close to so Scoot over there and check out their crybaby bridge. Isn't Helltown in Ohio too? Yeah, I think so. The town that's like completely abandoned and there's like no roads to it you have to hike to get there yeah in looking at some of these like best folklore in your state helltown came up as like a place that is haunted by cult activity i think it said Ooh, ooh, go join a cult see a bridge there's only so many things to do in ohio 
<laughs> Might as well join a cult and see a bridge. See, that's what it felt like Sundays in Anderson, South Carolina. Like, you might as well just go get kidnapped. There's nothing else to do. Go to a key party. And then yeah. um, go look at something scary. Mm-hmm. Call for the cult members to come out to the woods to take you. Like, please show me what you're working with back there. Take me to your bonfire. Speaking of creepy stuff in the woods in Anderson, just a small side note. Remember that clown? Yep. That was by the Civic Center. Oh my gosh, that I repressed that memory. Yeah, it was like a homeless camp, but it was inside of an old haunted house that the city had built in the woods. So it was like a gaping maw of a clown that people were sleeping inside of. It sounds like she's making this up, but she's not. And what's crazy about this too is Anderson is located about 30 to 45 minutes away from Greenville, South Carolina, where all of the clowns in the woods shebang popped off. Like you were seeing on national television, children cannot go into Greenville, South Carolina woods because there are clowns mm-hmm. there. I think later maybe it came out something along the lines of, was it supposed to be maybe like advertising for it or just some sort of controversy? I thought someone said it, it someone theorized it was a publicity stunt but i don't know if that was ever con- so we have that memory close to in our hearts and we're just going by probably to get iced coffee at a different location in anderson one day i look in the woods and i see this giant clown mouth Ew. did we grow up in a stephen king novel who knows <laughs> just a little warmer i'm gonna try and find the video for that and post it so people can see we're not making this up i promise and this these woods were not like <laughs> remote by any means there is a child like a children's playground the biggest children's playground in the whole city oh yeah it's like right in front of the mall that gives you the kind of vibe that anderson is working with so back to crybaby bridge so we look it up and it's uh actually five minutes away from my where i lived at the moment uh so we freak out obviously we've got to go see it so for those of you that don't know i don't know the state specific crybaby bridge like i don't know if virginia's tale is a little bit different than texas is a little bit different than utah like i'm sure there are subtle differences but the overall of crybaby bridge is that there's this woman she's young she's beautiful of course so you really feel the sympathy for her she's driving alone over the bridge when some sort of accident happens she uh careens off the bridge with her baby in the back of her car. And so high school students and kids all around will like go to the bridge and you drive up. And I've heard all kinds of different things where people will like leave flower on the back bumper and call for her. Yeah, I heard like if you put your car in neutral, something will like push it backwards. Um, The handprints in the flower, I've heard. that you can see the woman walking up and down the creek looking for her baby. I think you can say, like, I've got your baby or something along those lines, and she's supposed to tug at your clothing. Like, lots of creepy things. This is giving me some, like, fourth grade flashbacks. I can picture the cafeteria I'm sitting at um, while some other eight-year-old is telling me this story. (laughs) You cut the lights off. 
and you scream her name three times and there she is in the mirror oh my god so knowing all of this sydney and i decide okay let's go see it we drive we drive five minutes i'm not kidding when i say i grew up right down the road from this and had no clue where it was we get there we were kind of in shock when we put it in the gps i personally was like somebody has just tagged this location wrong like there's no way because we've been down this road before like a million times it was like right off of a big main road it adds an edge to um spending the night over at your house when i know that crybaby bridge is but a stone's throw away i was a little bit more uncomfortable uh sleeping in my own home after we discovered this our bridge isn't even on the wikipedia page anymore so we're driving and we go over a modern bridge yeah, tootling along. Yeah, we finally get there after all of five minutes. Um, we're two sips in our iced coffees. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This is nothing. It's like a foot off the ground. It's got like maybe a meter of support beams on either. Like it's nothing. It's just brand. It's your typical South Carolina road. So it's as decrepit as that. But there's nothing. That's pretty scary. True. There's nothing haunting about it, though. Oh, it's also dark when we go and do this. I feel like that's an important part, too. We waited until the evening to go because we were like, we need something. We need to set the ambiance. I want to be spooked. I want to be scared. We have to set the mood. Which added another et when we're pulling up and we, it's dark time. We've presumably finished our iced coffee, so we're on edge for more than one reason. And we're going across this modern bridge like, what the hell have been ripped off? We look to our left at the same time and again screaming in concert. <laughs> screaming. There is this rusted, I forget what kind of bridge they're called. Trussel? It's a trussel, right? I'm not an engineer, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's a trussel? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's a trussel bridge. Hold on. Bridge. Trestle Bridge. Trestle. <laughs> okay, so there's a trestle bridge composed of all kinds of twisted old metal hunks to our left, and it's illuminated and like barbed wire, actual barbed yeah, wire. Yeah, up later. Um, apparently, it's against the law to go on, like on your person, like to go on the bridge. They have outlawed it because so many people our age at the time like would park their cars and go and i'm sure it's some sort of like safety hazard right i know someone who nearly scalped scalped himself um crawling under the barbed wire to get onto crybaby bridge so then we see that and we again as sydney said we just scream in concert (laughs) but then we decide like okay and sydney steps on it too that's the other thing she like nails the gas (laughs) we get to the other end of the road and we're like all right Let's face our fears. Let's go back. Let's make sure we saw what we saw. We gotta go back. So we turn around. It's just as scary the second time, but we do, we slow down a little bit. We like really observe it. But we're law-abiding citizens. We're not getting out. For legal reasons. We did not get out of the car. Not because I'm a giant pansy, but because I don't want to disturb this mother and her child. Yeah, she's, she's gone through it. Yeah, I mean, imagine... Like, actually, if that were to happen to you, you do careen off a bridge with your child. You are roaming around looking for your screaming baby. And then some 
a-hole 14 year old just comes and starts <laughs> screaming your name throws a bang energy at you scalps himself on your barbed wire starts filming a tiktok <laughs> on your bridge and you're like could you at least help me look for the baby if you're gonna be here could you quit renegating and please if i see you floss one more time without you coming down here and looking for two minutes I'm going to lose it. I'm going to push your car gently backwards while it's in neutral. <laughs> I'm going to leave all <laughs> handprints for you like a raccoon. You're the idiot putting flour all over your car, so there's that. <laughs> there's that. I, you know, you've made my job so much easier here. So then the second part of this story. So that was our experience with Crybaby Bridge. It's pretty anticlimactic. I were you grabbed on the shoulders? Um, n- No, I don't believe so. Not by... Anything supernatural, at least. I didn't hear any screaming. I didn't see any like cars careening into the river. No ghost cars. Um, but then we head back to my house, and we're going down the road, and it's pitch black, dark, and this is in the middle of nowhere, so there's nothing. No one's on the road, and a giant, warm, furry body slams into Sydney's windshield. It swooped down. From the right side of the road, hit the top of my car, and disappeared. It was a big black mass. I didn't really get eyes on it, but I, at first, I didn't even think it really happened, because (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, huh, that was, hmm. That's too convenient. harm the car at all. I didn't see anything in my rear view, so I was like, maybe I was imagining things. But then I looked over at you, and you were like, um, uh, the hell was that? (laughs) Um, excuse me, ma'am, what the hell Um, was that? (laughs) (laughs) And so I said, we just hit Mothman with our car. We were already so on edge from seeing this creepy rusted out bridge. That part of me wanted to play it off like it was just some. I'm like, oh no, we're we're just on edge. But I think we had to admit I mowed down a cryptid. You had to. I genuinely cannot think to this day what that possibly could have been, except for Mothman. (laughs) I've told this story to people before, and they've suggested um, it was a wild turkey fly that high. I didn't think they could fly. Surely, if we had hit a turkey, we would have seen it for longer. Like, we would have mowed that thing down. But there was no... Like, this thing flew away. Yeah. Like, I don't remember bumping on it over the road. I think I remember... I will say, though, on the way to Crybaby Bridge, I saw a turkey on the side of the road, and I said, look at that turtle. (laughs) Oh, my God, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Oh, man, it was a turkey. Shit, maybe it was a turkey. <laughs> I just, I've lived my entire life since that moment thinking we met Mothman. But now that you say that, I do remember we were on the way. Sydney looked to her side. I think it was on the left side. There was a turkey just in a ditch. And she goes, look at that turtle. How high can wild turkeys fly? Turkeys on them streets. How high can they fly? You know what? <laughs> Looking at these pictures of turkeys flying, I think I hit a turkey with my car. <laughs> Wait. 
Did you hit your turtle friend on the way back? Oh no! Oh my gosh, you totally hit a turkey. Oh fuck! <laughs> Do you know how many people I've told that I met Mothman? It's specifically. I should save this picture and post this too because they're big, though. Like, especially after having visited that bridge, I can see where we saw it hitting this giant furry body it was an issue. Wait. This is the one I'm looking at that I'm like, oh yeah. Maybe I don't know what turkeys are. Well, you also struggled with the concept of black and white cows. That is a different story. <laughs> For a different time. For a different time? Um, Because if I mistook the turkey for a turtle on the way in and for Mothman on the way out, I think it stands to reason that I'm just not sure what a turkey is. You just don't know what a turkey is. You know, I never considered that. I'm going to send you a series of other pictures. You tell me, is this a turkey? Okay. I'm vegan. I don't know what turkey I don't know what turkeys are. So yeah, that was the time that Sydney and I visited Crybaby Bridge. Thought we met Mothman and just disproved it ourselves right here and now. Case closed. So save your comments. <laughs> save your comments. We know it was a turkey. It wasn't a turtle. Turtles can't fly. We know. Send us your crybaby bridge stories. I'm sure you have them because there's one like every five miles, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's it. I don't. I, and it, like having lived as close to it as I did, I don't. The area itself was not very paranormal. I can't think of any other spooky things that happened by the bridge. I mean, there were some pretty spooky people living around there, just generally. Yeah, if you consider spooky being, you know, addicted to methamphetamine, very spooky that's neighborhood. Pretty, that's pretty fucking spooky. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to be that person. The ghost in my yard at 9.30 p.m. screaming at me. That is a different story. That, that was a spooky message. Where she comes wailing. <laughs> I thought it was La Llorona. <laughs> wailing for me in my front yard. Addiction is the scariest thing facing this country. Hundo P. Speaking of serendipitous um, instances of supernatural in our hometown, we should also talk about the old stone church's witch that they have buried in their cemetery don't you think absolutely because i was super disappointed to find out she was not a witch supposedly i don't know for a fact that she wasn't a witch yeah nobody knows a lot about her aside from the folklore you know there are a lot of things said about this poor woman mm -hmm. so let's get into those so her name was eliza hugger um, and really, I'm not a historian, so I'm just going off of a, a quick Google skim. Anything that we would have looked at before we went to visit her. Anyway, like what's available now? I have not gone through Clemson University's historic record department in the library, whatever. Haven't done any of that. But from what you can find on the internet, it's told that she was a prominent charleston family member like a member of charleston society her family was like old money down here and uh she ran away to new orleans which is quite romantic back in the day well, let's start with some backstory 
There is the cutest, most quaint little old stone church, literally called Old Stone Church, uh, between our hometown of Anderson, South Carolina, and Clemson, South Carolina, today. And so, when you're driving around board on a Sunday, let's go visit the cool cemetery. This church was built, I think it was... 17, they started construction on this church in 1797, and it was completed in 1802. That's charming. Um, <laughs> what a charming time. Charming. I mean, they have, even today, they have, like, weddings, and I don't, I don't think they actually have a full church service there anymore, but they have, like, special events and things like that. Eliza is buried there, and she has what appears to be the most important grave in the whole site. So when you read about her, you're told that there is actually the dishes reason why she has this wall built around her grave. So the story goes that she moved to New Orleans and her two brothers from Charleston, I don't know if she only had two brothers, but two of her brothers follow her there. And they're like, we're going to get our sister. We're bringing her back from her sinful ways in New Orleans. And when they get there, Sydney, she's there with yes. her lover. In a house of prostitution. So they do what two old Southern brothers think they should and shoot her and him in the head. Um, hold on. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm looking at the same source as you, and I just don't remember this story. I think they changed it. Same. Okay, I'm so glad you bring that up because this is the story that I have found in multiple places online now that she was a member of the prominent Charleston family, ran away to New Orleans, got caught up in a prostitution ring, was killed and brought back here. And the reason that they supposedly buried her there is because that was the only graveyard that would take her, but they had to build a wall around her grave to keep her sent out from all of the other uh, dead people <laughs> all the other graves there this is not the story that we saw the first time because i remember it was something like her brother been sent off to war or something or he was sick and she they either like accused her of incest or of like cursing him or something Remember they tied her to a tree and the tree got struck by lightning. So her grave has actually been struck by lightning twice. Part of wow. what leads into this whole idea that she is she is a witch. And I'm sure based on either of these stories that you've heard, the first story where she's in New Orleans, people have built that up. Like she ran away to learn like some sort of voodoo witchcraft. And then if you look at it from the other standpoint... I remember when we went to see her the first time, we read some story that she had carved a letter to her brother in a tree, and the tree got yes, struck by lightning. Yeah. But here's the thing that I did not realize whenever I was, uh, when we visited, is in the gravestone, this is so insulting to me, especially if this first story is true, it reads a brother's sorrow carved into the top of her gravestone. You killed her! You killed her, is the thing. No wonder it's been struck by lightning twice. <laughs> I would have struck it too. Yeah, the whole thing about this grave is so they've built this stone wall around it, and the stone wall keeps falling down. 
Like anytime you go by, like even when we stopped, I remember half of the wall was falling off. Yeah, they and they like constantly are rebuilding this. It's one of those graves where there's a giant headstone, like long way laying across it, and it had this huge letter carved into it, starting out a brother's sorrow. Most of it has been worn away either by, you know, weather and or getting struck by lightning twice. <laughs> it's cracked, it's overgrown, and it's covered in the sweetest, tiniest little gifts. Gifts and trinkets. Gifts and trinkets. Because in either of these stories, it's said that she's a witch, and so it's traditional to go and leave her small gifts. I left her a playing card. Yeah, I left her a playing card from... Uh, I think it was a fall bicycle set that I had. And remember we threw the card on her um, headstone. It landed beautifully. Asap. And then and then a monarch butterfly came out of nowhere and like flew right in our faces and followed us around the cemetery for the rest of the time we were there. Again, it sounds like we're making this up. I know I know we talked about Mothman and it ended up being a turkey, but this really happened. This was explicitly not a turkey. <laughs> For sure. If that makes it any better. It was a yellow butterfly. It was not a turkey. So yeah. So as I was reading this story, I couldn't wait to tell you what I read because I remember having that whole conversation about her being a witch and the lightning or the tree getting struck by lightning and all of this cool stuff. And then I read this and I was so bummed out. That's some BS. Yeah. I don't know where this came from i'm gonna look for a date on these websites because like i don't know man this is not the story i remember looking up so this one is from 2011 huh. maybe we're just not good at researching on the fly <laughs> <laughs> maybe i have been on a questionable website or two looking for spooky locations to visit yeah, this so this one is from the SE Picture Project, and the other one is actually on the Old Stone Church's website, which I sort of want to take at face value, but also I I feel like they have a reason. I don't know what their research methodologies are. I don't know what their biases are. So I would suggest that they would be more biased towards, oh, it was a lost sister, and we allowed her to return home in our graveyard, uh, as opposed to a witch that we burned Ooh. and buried. Boo! So yeah, if you're ever on your way to Clemson or Anderson, go say hi to Eliza, because she was dealt a pretty bad hand either way. Remember that time we went to a graveyard in Pendleton, and the bottom of the church was barred up? Mm, yes, I do. That was spooky. Oh, it's the same time that we were there in Pendleton, the same place that has this old stone church. You can go maybe like two miles down the road. There is a cute downtown. There was a trading center yeah. slash museum, I want to say. I feel like we walked in because we had to pee. I'm not going to lie. There's a graveyard in the backyard of this trading center. And I feel like we were looking for a bathroom or like some sort of literature or something. We walk in and this person tells us there's a ghost yeah. there. Okay, I'm going to look it up. You just stumble into ghosts in this area. That's the crazy thing. So we get there, and I, Cindy can look up who the actual name of it is. They have a plaque outside the training center about this ghost. And uh, apparently it was a traveler who had fallen into a river and died of pneumonia. And the woman working there said that she had seen him. 
I forgot. Yeah. She said that she would work there by herself and like files would be turned up. And I want to say that they said something about having actual like photograph evidence of this. Okay. Oh, this is the one. <laughs> A different ghost. I can't find it. We're not making up all this stuff, are we? No. Are, are these like just crazy memories we've? Did we just sit in a car our whole like high school and just talk to each other about ghosts and never actually go anywhere? (laughs) So, reminds me though, if we did, it's Anderson's fault because (laughs) our our hometown around Halloween over the courthouse would play Halloween music, and I'm not talking some like smooth jazz, maybe a little creepy twinkle here and there. It wasn't no monster mash, that's for sure screams bloody female ghostly screams pumped out of our courthouse central downtown where Sydney and I both worked late nights so you would get off the coffee shop that we worked at get ready to lock the door by yourself run the trash out to the trash can and there's a woman screaming in the air it was scary enough downtown without the various um door creaks and uh Terrified screams. I found it. (laughs) The building that now houses the Pendleton District Commission was built in 1850. In 1870, the Hunter family bought it and opened the Hunter store, owned by the Hunter brothers. In the 1890s, there was a gentleman who was inebriated and was riding a horse and fell into the creek. He was a friend of the Hunter brothers. They had a caretaker's room upstairs and they put the gentleman into bed and left him for the night. When they checked on him in the morning, he had frozen to death. On the facing of the doorway, which I'm not sure what that means, the room is written, May 19th, 1894, very cold. It is thought that he died that night due to the weather being so unseasonably cold. The the sound of a box of books being dropped, scurrying, and footsteps are often heard, and a silhouette crouching down with lots of curly hair and a curly beard has been seen. He's always heard on the second floor, but the sightings have been on the first floor. <laughs> you know what has just struck me about this story that I've never considered before? What? It's never been cold in South Carolina in May. In May. The man was drunk. A <laughs> drunk. And he drunk himself to death, and they just allowed him to be too cold. Ooh! This website has a page about Stumphouse Tunnel being haunted. You know, I had so many plans for all of the things that we could talk about, but I think Stumphouse Tunnel is even cooler than what I was going to talk about. Stumphouse Tunnel, I believe, is on the border of South Carolina and Georgia. Is that correct? Um, or is I it Tennessee? So. I don't know. It's, it's somewhere on the border. High. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's near Duke, like the power plant, right? Yeah, in Walhalla. Yeah, because Clemson University used the Stumphouse Tunnel to make cheese. They put blue cheese in the back of the cave, and that's where they would age it. But <laughs> now I think they're concerned about the bats' biome, so they stopped making cheese in the tunnel. Old Stumphouse Tunnel. Old Stumphouse Tunnel. Okay, this website says... This website says, Stumphouse Tunnel was built in the 1850s in Walhalla, South Carolina. The tunnel was built to connect the railway between Charleston and Knoxville. The men who built the tunnel worked 12 hours a day, seven days a week, only using shovels, pickaxes, and dynamite. 
Eventually, Stumphouse Tunnel was closed due to the lack of money, and the Civil War started. Because so many men worked for so long on a tunnel that went nowhere, and so many of them lost their lives and were maimed and hurt in the tunnel late at night, the co-workers can the workers continued to be heard, but the work will never be finished. Mm, that's creepy. That is creepy. So you can walk into this tunnel. It surprises me to hear, number one, that it's 13 miles. Oh, no, it wasn't. So they didn't actually complete the 13 miles. No, they ran out of money. Yeah, so you can walk into this. This is actually like a public park pretty close by. Like, you can drive up maybe 500 feet from the entrance of this tunnel. As long as you have good water-ready shoes and a flashlight, you can go into this tunnel. You can touch. Well, you used to touch the back of it. Now it's fenced off. And it gets dark, dark. And you do hear some spooky sounds. You do be hearing some spooky sounds back there. It's what I mean, I always thought it was just the other sounds of people like walking back and forth, or maybe the sound of water collected at the bottom dripping or moving around. But now that you say that many men lost their <laughs> lives, I'm sorry. I'm kind of spooked. I opened up a page for a lizard man. <laughs> Another South Carolina legend. <laughs> and the only description that this website has for Lizard Man is first appeared in 1998, nine feet tall with a head similar to a human head and afraid of cars. It's Lizard Man. 1998. 1988. Okay, so 88. Is Lizard Man a millennial? He appeared in 88. Oh, so he's been around for longer, obviously. Yeah, he's Gen X. Gen X. Gen X Lizard Man. He's afraid of cars. Well, go on. Tell us the story about Lizard Man. Ah, hell. Okay. (laughs) Ah, hell, if you want me to. So, (laughs) I was gonna anyway, but (laughs) since you twist my arm. The Lizard Man of Scrape or Swamp, which sounds cool as hell. I'm moving in. Step aside. What? Scrape? Oh no, scape or swamp. Sorry, I can't read. Scrape. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. The tunnel we were talking about, that was a scrape. This is a shape. (laughs) This is a lizard man. No, that was a stump. You're mistaken. That was a stump. (laughs) A stump, a scrape, a shape. (laughs) This is a scape or swamp. (laughs) Way on down here in South Carolina, we got swamps. We got scrapes. I'll tell you what, though. I'm going to pull me up a stump in this swamp. Because that sounds cool Send me a yarn? Yeah. In the folklore of Lee County, South Carolina, the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp, known as the Lizard Man of Lee County, is an entity said to inhabit the swampland of the region, first mentioned in the late 1980s. The purported sightings and damage Attributed to the creature yielded a significant amount of newspaper, radio, and television publicity. So he's famous. Profession. <laughs> oh. We're in the presence of a star. Professor of Religious Studies Joseph P. Laycock, that's unfortunate, described the media frenzy <laughs> and subsequent cult appreciation. For this and other claims, as following the predictable chain of events, a strange sighting, media attention, more sightings, followed by visits from curious tourists and monster hunters. Researcher Ben Radford states that this is a compelling story, but several important aspects. 
But they're under skeptical scrutiny. <laughs> what is there to be skeptical about a large lizard just hanging out in South Carolina? I don't understand. I'll jump to the criticism portion of this Wikipedia page. <laughs> Skeptical investigator Ben Radford states that the details of Chris Davis's story do not hold up under scrutiny. Must have been the original cider. Sheriff Truesdale stated that Davis's story never wavered, but Radford writes that that isn't true. The details changed many times, from having scales to the creature being packed with mud. You can do both. Yeah, and you show me a lizard in South Carolina that's not packed with mud. If we can't have the actual Mothman and we have to settle for turkeys, we should get a large lizard by far. Yeah. And um, it was a 17-year-old that like originally reported to it to the, the sheriff. He was I've green. never met an untrustworthy 17-year-old. Not once ever. Not once. It's my opinion of the lizard man of that in your pipe and smoke it, Ben Radford. Okay, here's a fact that I find interesting. In August 2017, the South Carolina Emergency Management Division sent a humorous tweet regarding possible paranormal activity during the solar eclipse that passed over the area, hinting that the people of Lee and Sumter County should remain vigilant for sightings of the lizard man. Arm yourselves. Why is this a humorous tweet? I feel like this is important safety information. Yeah, we shouldn't... Uh mess around with that sort of a thing emergency broadcasts are not humorous you know ben Radford. i've never seen lizard man and lindsey graham in the same room <laughs> i'm just saying i'm telling jamie harrison's campaign this breaking news we have at least one lizard man among us no matter what that's for sure him and his little ladybugs Anyway. Anyway. I want to get a defamation claim on the first podcast. All right. Supposedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. You know what's scarier than Lindsey Graham's ladybugs? What's scarier than Lindsey Graham's ladybugs? The thought of being buried alive. Oh my gosh. Edisto Island, South Carolina. Edisto is creepy in itself. It's beautiful. It's very natural. Mm-hmm. There's all the Spanish moss your heart could ever desire. Lots of great looking twisted branches. Very Lots of swamps. <laughs> Sydney incarnate right there. I'm going to return to the swamp one day. So there was this poor Julia Lagar. Well, I say poor. Ah. Uh, Mid 1800s, she's visiting family in Edisto. It's she probably had money, right? Poor in luck, not in wealth. Poor in luck, not in wealth. So she's visiting the island in the mid 1800s, and she becomes ill, and she fell into a coma. Her family being worried because her health was obviously declining rapidly if she's fallen into a coma, calls the doctor, and they say. She's dead. In her early teens, she's died. But this was the days before embalming. Medicine? <laughs> but the days, in the days before we knew what a germ was, um, <laughs> they declare her dead. 
You know, in all of these things, I haven't been able to find what they think she died of. I feel like just being alive was a reason for death back then. <laughs> Cause of death was alive in 1850. <laughs> Cause of death. Just tired. Just sick of it. I'm sick of it. They're going to either put me in an asylum or marry me to someone I don't like, so I'm out. At least I get to die with this beautiful beach in the background. That's true. So at the time, whenever she passes away and her family finds out she's been declared dead by the town physician, they're like, okay, we're going to bury her in the family crypt. And crypts are real popular down here, too. Every graveyard you go to. If the family had money, they have a crypt. I feel like it's probably... In the low country, too, better to be buried in a crypt than in the ground. If you get a nice saturated ground, you're going to be seeing your loved ones sooner than you bargained for. You're just going to float up to hang out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Free bones for everyone. Some of these places, the land is lower than sea level, so they could just scoot right up. So they put her in the family crypt. <laughs> and they, uh, the nice pretty family crib that you can still go and see to this day. And then a couple years pass. Actually, I say a couple. It's said to be 15 years later. Her brother also meets an early end. Very sad. We have to bury another Lagar child. So the family crypt is opened up once again in order to put the brother in with his sister. And her body is crumpled up by the door, indicating <laughs> that, understandably, horrifically, she was banging on the door to get out and was not dead when they put her in this crypt. So she tried to beat her way out of a crypt. Uh, it says that um, there was evidence of scratching on the doors and floor, as well as her body being so crumpled next to the entrance. That's a big no thank you so from me. The cemetery, personally. too, that she's buried in, actually, the, the people that work there... Um, removed the door to the crypt in an attempt to appease her final wish as as not to be haunted they removed this door to set her spirit free from this crypt that she died in so when you go there now i don't think that the door is still there spooky spooky <laughs> i mean there are probably so many creepy grave stories we could go through yeah ask around you'll get a ghost story for sure if it's not a ghost it's a it's a lizard man for real if it's not a lizard man, it's a creepy old tunnel. And if it's not a creepy old tunnel, it's a witch's grave. And if it's not a witch's grave, it's a meth head. If it's not a witch's grave, it's an act of misogyny. It could be both. Brother Sorrow, that's what still makes me mad about reading the second story. The first story, the witch story, I'm equally mad at that because I feel like witchcraft was just a, a blanket of we hate women. Yeah, for sure. To me, that's still a better story than her own brother shot her in the head. Yeah, that's a way better story. I would, because I believe in the story where the tree got struck by lightning, she didn't actually get killed. She died naturally. And they just say that her grave is haunted. I like our story better. I like our story better, too. The one we somehow like put together on the way there the first time versus what I'm looking up now and seeing. I'm satisfied to live in my own reality in this regard. Here, here. In most regards. In most regards. Gourds. Regards. Regards. Happy fall. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. So this is <laughs> this is just a discussion of creepy uh, 
local legends. Creepy crawlies. Creepy crawlies. I am the ghost that haunts this house. Children will tell tales of me.